welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. Chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. Um, I'm going to read the first 14 verses. Ezekiel chapter 37. Uh, the first 14 verses. And I'm reading from King James. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring upon flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no bread in them. Verse 9. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breath upon this lane, and they may live, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the bread came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Verse 11. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We shall cut off our part. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And verse 14. And shall put up my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, said the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Father, The word is given unto us, O God, to train us, correct us, to teach us into righteousness. The word serves as a mirror. Whether when we look at it, O Heavenly Father, it spots out some spots on our dresses and we're able to clean them in our lives and we're able to clean them. Holy Spirit, direct us to this word, to our understanding, so that as we live here, O God, we'll live here filled by your spirit. Holy Spirit, do your work. We depend on you. Do your work. We rely on you. Do your work of interpretation of the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. So, this moment, the church is going through a preparation for a revival that is coming on next month. 
And as I was going through and thinking and meditating on which word to bring today, and the Lord made this deposit in my heart. Dry bones, the value of the dry bones. And as I go along, as I try to expand on this word, I pray that you will open your heart to the Holy Spirit and hear what he has to say for you. One thing I believe so strongly in my person is that anytime we have the opportunity to hear the word of the Lord, it is not by mistake, it is not by chance, it is not by coincidence, it is planned by the Lord. And when you listen from beginning to the end, at least there is one thing that the Lord God is going to minister to you this evening, if and only if you open your mind. One thing I want to discourage is try to hold, like some people do, you hold a pen and paper and then you, you write all these things, the, some of the qualities that you're expecting from a preacher so that you go and be checking a box and say, okay, this, I check this. No, 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 don't do that. If you do that, then you miss out what God has for you today. So I just pray that open your mind and hear what God has for you. God can use any means and any channel to minister to you, and it will minister to you fully if only you open your mind. Now, uh, during this time, the Israelites were under captivity. For anybody who has had the privilege to live in a different nation, in a foreign nation, you know how sometimes it is very difficult to get along because for some reason, either the way you speak or the way you look, you are easily spotted out. And like in a crowd, if you, I, I, I'll give an example like myself, where they say we have an accent. They always say that uh, we Africans, well, we don't talk like the people here. So each time we talk, they say you have an accent. But I often ask this question. If somebody tells me that you, you have an accent, I always ask him, do you know what the meaning of an accent means? An accent means a tongue. So everybody does speak in a way. So when you say I have an accent, what do you have? Well, anyway. But it is difficult to live in a foreign land. Difficult because that is, you are not used to that environment. Difficult because you were not born, so you are not very conversant with the environment. Sometimes you are not really conversant with the rules. So it is difficult to operate, to keep the laws of the land. Well, if it is a voluntary movement by you, that one is even simple. It is better because you can still ask your way around and you, you will get what you want. But at this time, the children of Israel, they were in exile in Babylon, not of their doing, but they were captive and taken there. And so they were really suffering. They were going through difficulties and they were going through hardship. And they feel that it was all finished for them. And they feel that they are lost. They are, they, 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 they are finished. They don't have any hopes again that God has abandoned them. So it, is, it was very difficult for them at this time. And that is why uh, the prophet Ezekiel, the Lord used him, called him out, and then to bring this word of deliverance and word of hope to his people. Now, I want to talk about Ezekiel. Who is this Ezekiel that the, God, the Lord God Almighty used in a very powerful way to bring this, his word to his people, the people of Israel who were under captivity in Babylon? Now, Ezekiel, the name of Ezekiel means one whom God sustains. One whom God sustains. He was taken captive into Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar, according to 2 Kings chapter 24, verse 14. And in Jerusalem, he had been in the, in, in, well, while he was in, 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 in Jerusalem, Ezekiel 1, 1 verse 3 tells us that he was a priest. Ezekiel was a priest while he was in Jerusalem before captivity. He exercised his office as a prophet for at least 22 years, according to Ezekiel chapter 29, verse 17. Ezekiel was a watchman to warm the faithless and a man with balm for the faithful. Unlike the false prophets who had been given nothing to say but themselves spoke, as Jeremiah 29, 39 tells us, 
Ezekiel received his oracles from the Lord. Ezekiel was not that kind of prophet who would just stand and just say things. Ezekiel was that person who actually will listen to the Lord, will take attention from the Lord, and he will actually speak what the Lord tells him to do. That is actually what makes Ezekiel to be different. That is what actually makes Ezekiel to be so powerful. That is what makes Ezekiel to give him that brave, because that braveness to face the circumstances in which they were going through. You know, we have a lot of people today, they are self-named prophets today. You know, all of them say, I'm a prophet. And they give all their prophetic, so-called prophetic declarations. And, and listen, I've listened to so many of those prophets and declarations, and none of them have come, ever come to pass. Because they just say things that, you know, give the names, give, get whatever, <laughs> whatever idea comes to their mind and say, this comes from the Lord, I will never pass. That is very painful. But Ezekiel... He was a prophet that was called by God, assigned by God, and he listened to God very carefully that every word that he altered actually came from the Lord, as we are going to see in this text. Now, let's try to see a little bit of the time, what was actually going on during this time with the children of God under captivity in, in Babylon. You know, for the Israelites, being subjected to one another, one another power and taken into exile was a disgrace indeed. It was a very, very disgrace because these are people who are God's people. These are people who are chosen by God. Then at some point to find yourself that you are under captivity by a different land, it is very, very disgraceful. It's just like going for war and then you go to war and, uh, uh, and then you are captured and then subjected to other, some difficult conditions, knowing that you are coming from a country that has a first-class military in the world, first-class people in the world. It, is, it was very, very shameful to them. So Canaan had been promised to them and finally delivered to, uh, uh, finally delivered to in their hands by the power of God during this time. But from Moses onward, they had been told by many prophets. So after the, God has delivered them, given them the land of Canaan as promised. But after the time of Moses, the people now, their attitude, their ways of life started tilting away from the Lord. So that after Moses, many prophets that actually came after Moses, the Israelites were being warned because of their waywardness. They were warned because of their drift from the Lord. They were warned because they were going out of the route that the Lord did not place. And that is the same thing as fellow believers and fellow Christians. Anytime that we do intentionally turn our back from the Lord, the Lord will not be happy. The Lord will not be pleasing. It will not please the Lord if at any point in time, any child of God, you, you deliberately turn your back from the Lord and you go on your own way. The Lord will not be pleased with you at all. You see, already the northern kingdom, at this time also, the northern kingdom of Israel, composed of the ten out of the 12 tribes, has fallen into the hands of their, of their Assyrians as well. Ezekiel rose to prominence as a priest just in time to be taken in the captivity. So Ezekiel, actually, his time rising up as a priest was pre, I would say that was pre-orchestrated, was planned by the Lord to use him at this time. Now, Nebuchadnezzar had first invaded Judah in 2006 B.C., he captured Jerusalem and carried away several outstanding men during this time, including Daniel. So Daniel, actually, this time was, was also in, in captivity. And this is actually when began uh, the 70 years of, of captivity. Then eight years later, after Jerusalem revolted, Nebuchadnezzar invaded the holy city. And the second time, he carried to, into exile 10,000 of, 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 of leading men in Israel. And this time, Ezekiel was included. Ezekiel was included. Then 11 years later, when King Zedekiah revolted, hoping for, uh, 
11 years later, Zedekiah was the king of Israel at this time, of Jerusalem. So he now revolted against Nebuchadnezzar because he was hoping that he has an alliance with Egypt so that when he revolts against Nebuchadnezzar, then when, Nebuchadnezzar, when, when Babylon attacks, then he will have uh, 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 support from Egypt that he allied with. Uh, but uh, uh, to such time as this, he spoke his warnings and gave his comfort to as a prophet, well, uh, uh, Ezekiel actually did this. Then Ezekiel exposed the nation's moral depravity and absence of spiritual concern, as we see in verse 2, 1 to 8. After the destruction of Jerusalem was complete and the nation was in exile, his message changed. He turned into uh, a proclamation of hope, which is what the people needed most. God will provide a new heart, a new spirit to enable the people to uh, to be faithful and avoid a future judgment, as we see that in, uh, in 11, 26 to 28. This is just a brief what actually was taking place during this time. So it was not, it was not easy living in a circumstance like this as an Israelite under captivity in Babylon. It was not easy. But so now the Lord now called now uh, Ezekiel, now as we see now, as verse 1 tells us, in the first verse says that the hand of the Lord was upon me, this is Ezekiel now declaring. Ezekiel now writing here. He said, the hand of the Lord, it was a vision. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in a spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Now, when they talk about the hand of the Lord being, when Ezekiel says the hand of the Lord being upon him, this is usually uh, metaphorically referred to as the power of God. As the power of God was with him with force, and the Holy Spirit seized him, moved him from where he was, and then carried him now actually to the valley, which was full of bones, of dry bones. Okay? He took Ezekiel now to this valley of dry bones. And verse 2 says, that, And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. So the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, came upon Ezekiel, now took Ezekiel, now went down the valley, now, in this valley, there were lots, lots, lots of bones, lots of dry bones. And verse 2 says that these bones were very, very, very dry. The dryness of the bones, dry bones here, actually, it represents lifelessness. Dry bones represent death. Dry bones represent everything is gone. Like, there is no hope again because the bones are dry. You know, someday, if those of you who have been exposed to human skeleton those who do research and everything, go even to the hospital, it's not a good thing to really see a human skeleton. Know that this is a human skeleton. You see that there is no life in it. All this flesh, everything, all this decoration out here has been taken away. It's gone. And only what is left is a dry bone. That means that there is no life, actually. Everything has been taken away. So that is how the Bible, Ezekiel actually presents the situation where the Holy Spirit, the Lord, took him there. He said these bones were very dry. Very dry means that they were dry and there was no life in them. And then we goes on to verse 3, and he said unto me now, the Lord now says, as he was, it's kind of like they were having a conversation. Ezekiel found himself, as he was moving with the Lord, it was they were having a conversation. As they were having this conversation, the Lord was showing things to Ezekiel and asking him this question. And the Lord asked Ezekiel this question in, the, in verse 3. As he looked on the dry bones, he said, and he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. The Lord showed Ezekiel these dry bones and asked Ezekiel, 
Now, as you see these bones, they are all dry. There is no life in them. As you see this bone, it means that they are dead. They are really dry. But I'm going to ask you, Ezekiel, do you think that these bones, can these dry bones, can they live? Ezekiel was somebody who knew the Lord. And I can imagine and picture Ezekiel look at the Lord and look and say, Oh Lord, only you knows. When Ezekiel says that, oh Lord, only you knows, what Ezekiel actually is meaning, he said, Lord, you are the God that I know. There is nothing that you cannot do. You are the God that I know. You are the one who created this life. And I believe that, Lord, you who created this life, even though these bones are dead, Lord, you are the author and the finisher of our life. Lord, only you know, you that I know, I know that, God, you can still do it if you want to do it. When we look at this situation, actually, we look at the life of us today, Christians. There are so many, a lot of things are going on today that people feel that there is no hope. We talk every day, we talk a lot about the depravity of our society, the, Im, the, the moral decadence of our society. We talk about how the, the atheists and, and, and the evil is crawling into the church. And we, we, we talk about our children. We talk about how things, how it is worse. And we feel that it is all gone. But let me tell you, as the Lord stole Ezekiel and asked the question that the Lord asked Ezekiel, whatsoever your problems may be this time, Whatsoever situation is going into your life, whatsoever difficulty you may be encountering, is it sickness? Is it financial? Is it relational? Is it a stubborn child or a stubborn husband or a stubborn wife or a stubborn relative? What is it? Whatever that problem is, the Lord is asking you right now. I want you to fill in the blank and call your name where he called Ezekiel. He says, son of man, you ask yourself, do you think that that problem that you, you feel that it is, it is, there is no hope, that things can turn around? Do you think that the Lord can change situations? Do you think that the Lord, even though you, may be, you think that you, you are so sick that you are about to die, that the doctor has given you just a few days, do you think that the Lord can speak life into you again? It is similar to what the Lord asked Ezekiel. It's a son of man. You see all these bones like this. Do you think that these bones can live again? But I know that we are serving the living God. Hallelujah. We are serving a God who can do and undo if he wants to. We are serving a God that there is nothing that is impossible with him. And listen as the conversation goes. And verse 5, verse 4 says that, Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. O ye dry bones. Now, Ezekiel, now the Lord says, Look at those bones. I want you to prophesy to those bones. The Lord gave Ezekiel the word to say to those dry bones. Ezekiel did not just prophesy what he wanted to prophesy. No. Ezekiel listened to the Lord because he was having a conversation with the Lord. And the Lord told him, Ezekiel, now you look at those bones. I want you, Ezekiel, to prophesy to those bones. To make a declaration of that bones. To change, talk about that bones. Talk about, tell the bones what I'm about to do. Now listen, when we have, God has given us his word. God has given us his word today. That when we go through difficulties, when we go through hardship, when we go through problems, the Lord has given us his word. That every, I used to say this, that every problem that we do have, there is a solution in the word of God. 
There is a solution in the word of God. So we should not be worried about running elsewhere and looking for places for solutions because when that time struck, the first thing we have to do is go to the word of God because God has given a solution in his word. And the Lord told Ezekiel, he said that, prophesy to these bones. And when I look at this, I, 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 he, he, said, he said in verse 6, he says that, uh, part of verse 5, I will cause bread to enter into you and ye shall, ye shall live. Now this, I make a correlation with this to Second uh, Corinthians chapter, chapter 10 verse 5. I want you to listen to me what 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says that. It says that casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, now listen to this, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So therefore, what is this trying to tell us? It therefore means that when we are going through those difficulties, when those difficult moments come, now you listen, go to the word of God. The word of God has power to hold those difficult situations captive. Amen? The word of God has the power to do that because the Lord said so. He told Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. And he says that he was going to bring life into these bones. And I will, verse 6, and I will lay signs upon you and, 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 and will bring flesh uh, uh, up flesh upon you and, and over you with skin and cover you with skin and put bread in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Now the Lord was not doing this just for doing sake. He was doing it for his people, for Ezekiel and his people to know that the Lord still remains. He is their God. He, he was doing this to take glory for himself and that is why he gave Ezekiel the word to tell to address the situation for his own glory. That you will know that I am God. God has not changed. We may be going through difficulties, maybe going through hardship, maybe going through problems, but God still remains God. He still remains the same. He has not changed. He will not change from everlasting to everlasting. We just need to come back to the world when moments like that struck. And let's move forward a little bit faster. Go to verse 6, 7. Verse 7 says, so I, then, Now the command was given. So it was either left now for Ezekiel to either hearken to the word of the Lord or to reject it. Okay? The command was given to Ezekiel. The Lord said, prophesy to this bone. Well, Ezekiel had a choice to either let that go. But he obeyed the Lord and he did what? And he prophesied. And he, that's why he's telling, us, he's telling us in verse 7. So, so I prophesied as I was commanded. So it was a command that the Lord actually commanded Ezekiel. So he did prophesy as was commanded by the Lord. And this is the, the amazing thing that he found when, he, when he, he obeyed the Lord. He said, and I prophesied, as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Like he was like, I just imagine how Ezekiel could feel during that time when he, was, uh, he saw this happening. You know, all these dead bodies that they don't even have flesh lying there, just bones, and you prophesy and you see, they're just shaking gradually. You see the flat bone coming to the, just, just the bones are just putting together and coming. And with this, this noise, I just imagine how Ezekiel will feel. But the Bible says, that as, he says that as he prophesied, he, he saw how all these bones, were, they were moving, coming towards each other, bone to bone. This is something that was dead, lifeless, very, very dry. Fellow brothers and sisters, 
The topic is, Lord, heal us from spiritual barrenness. Lord, heal us from spiritual barrenness. And as we continue with this, as I continue with this message, I want to challenge each and every one of us here, our spiritual stand. Are we vibrant for the Lord? Are we vibrantly praying and praying and crying out unto the Lord for people to get saved, for people to come to church? Are we praying and crying out to the Lord to set revival in our houses, set revival in our churches, set revival in our community? Are we vibrant Christians who, 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 who go out and reach out to others and share the love of God, the good news of Christ to other people? Are we people who can really set aside that time and, and, and intercede and, and pray on behalf of the church and pray about the country and, and pray for the lost souls? Well, the church is going through a moment of revival, 40-day prayer and fasting. Amen? That's the time where we are crying like Ezekiel, the Lord is showing Ezekiel this bone. He said that can these bones, can they live again? So this is the time. Do not allow this moment to pass you by. Plug in if you have not started. If you have not joined the church, you'll be praying. Plug in, please. This is a moment for all of us. We don't want nobody to be left behind. Plug yourself in and keep on praying for the church. Let's move forward. This is our thing. Let's keep on praying and, and see how the Lord will use, our, use us to bring his, his good news, share his good news to this, our community. Verse 8 says, And when I beheld in, when I beheld low, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. So he had, he had prophesied now to these bones, and everything has built up together, and they were just lying there. He had seen flesh, and everything has built up, but they were, they were not having flesh. And verse 10 says, verse 9 says that, Then uh, said he unto me, so he was still in the mode of conversation. So what, why he was doing this, the Lord was, was seemingly standing with him. And because verse 9 says that, then said he unto me, prophesy unto, unto the wind, prophesy son of man, and say to uh, the wind, thus said the Lord God, come from f the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon this land, and they were, uh, uh, that they were live. And there is something that I want to see in Job, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. This is just like talking about the creation here. And what we see in Genesis chapter 7, it says that, and the Lord God formed man uh, uh, of the dust of the ground. And breathed into the nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, there is some connection between what the, the vision that Genesis, uh, Ezekiel actually is seeing that relates to uh, the, the, the creation story or creation narrative in Genesis. Now, listen, God is the creator. He is the author of life. So, there is no time if God wants to do it that a situation will be above him. That is why he is the God that healeth. He is a God that has the capacity, he has the power to heal. And nobody can stop him. God is the one who created us. He knows how our lives function. So God has the capacity to change us if we depend on him, if we cry out unto him. It's like telling Ezekiel that, listen, your existence came from my hand. Even though seemingly you were dead, I still have the power. I still have the capacity, I still have the ability to put life into a situation that is named dead. That is the God that we are serving. That's the God that we are serving. He goes to verse 10 and says, so I prophesied as he commanded me. So each time 
the command was given to Ezekiel, he obeyed and did just as the Lord commanded him to do. This time he's saying that when, after he prophesied the first time and all these bones came together and the, the synopsis and all the body parts came together, even though they did not have breath, then the second, the, the third instruction came again to him. Prophesy again and cause the four winds to blow from, from four directions. This is what he says. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. This is what God can do from a situation of lifelessness to a situation of life. And that is why Jesus Christ came, that we may have life and have life more abundantly. And this life, we can only enjoy this life through Jesus Christ. And now the Lord, the Lord went forward now. I'm about to end now. The Lord goes on now in verse, uh, from 11 to verse 14. The Lord now tried to interpret the vision now. He said, then he said, verse 11, Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. So this is a complaint that the people were having. He said, you see these bones? What I've just illustrated, it represents the house of Israel, my people, the chosen ones. It represents them. They have been whining and complaining that their bones are dry. It represents them. It represents them. And this also represents us today. You know, like I said, when we think that all is all lost, when you think that you have this person, this particular problem, that there is no hope, listen, that comes from the pit of hell. But as long as the God that we serve is still on the throne, hope is not yet lost until the Lord said so. So therefore, brothers and sisters, there should be any time for whatever reason in your life to give up for anything if you are rightly standing and serving God. Because at his time, you know what? He makes things beautiful. At his time, God makes things beautiful. So never give up until the Lord says so. So God said this, this house, these bones represented the, the, the house of Israel. He goes in verse 14, uh, verse 12, he says that, Therefore, prophesy and say unto them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Well, like I said, this time around, they were outside there. They were, they were in exile out there in Babylon. They were suffering and they feel that the Lord has abandoned them. They feel that all was lost. And this will remind us that, listen, the Lord never abandoned his people. God never abandoned anyone. He will never abandon anyone who stands with him. You know, there are seasons in our life. There are seasons that come in the life of every child of God. Some season is maybe going through problems. Some season is maybe going through difficulties. Some season is maybe going through pain. But God remains the same. He will never allow you to rotten in that, that situation. So never you ever, no one should ever dare say that God has abandoned them. Because as we see here, even though the children of Israel they were in exile, the Lord says that I will open your graves out there. <laughs> I will remove you from your graves. I will bring you back and settle you in your land. Isn't that amazing? Healing is in the hands of the Lord. Healing is, is in the hands of the Lord. God can do it and do it and do it and do it again if he wants to do it. But just that we should never give up. Never say all is lost. We should never give up. And verse 12, he says that therefore, or verse 13, and ye shall know that I am the Lord 
when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of the graves. So God will do it to glorify his name. He will do it to honor his name. He will do it for his own glory. In verse 14, it says that, and shall put my spirit in you. So not only will God bring them back, remove them from the grave, the Lord says that he will do what? He will put, he shall put his spirit in them, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I am the Lord. I have the Lord have spoken it and performed it, said the Lord. There is a section in, in, in the book of Hebrews. That passage says that when God made the promise to Abraham, he said he was going to bless Abraham. And when God looked, there was nothing that he could swear on. There was nothing that he could stand and, and swear on to show that he was telling the truth. So God now, he logo went back to his word and held him and, 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 and went back to his word and swore to his word. So that means that the word of God is yea and amen. That whatever God says that he would do it, God will surely do it. Only that we should not give up. When we give up, we rush quickly and give up, then we will not see the hand of the Lord. Because at his time, he will do it. Because when, when he does it, he does it to glorify, he do it to glorify his own holy name. So brothers and sisters, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how your spiritual life is. I don't know what, 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 what you are really going through. I don't know what the problem might be in you, in your life, in your family. But I bring the word of God to you today to assure you that, listen, don't give up. Trust in the Lord. They might get to the point of being like a dry bone. They might get to the point where you've done everything that you could. You've, 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 you've prayed, maybe fasted and do, did everything that you could do. I tell you this, don't give up because God is still on the throne. Keep on trusting him. Never give up. Don't back out. Stand there. Continue to trust God. At his time, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And when he does it, he will do it to glorify his name. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And as the church is going through this time and, and of, of, of prayer, four-day prayer and fasting, my challenge to all of us all is that God should heal us from our spiritual barrenness. God should open our spiritual eyes to see things spiritually, not to look at things in the human own ways. We spend a lot of time to argue, to debate, to fight on things that maybe has no meaning. That God should open our spiritual eyes to see things and perceive things spiritually. The things that matters. That is my prayer for the church as we go through this moment. And I have some four points, three points uh, that I want to, uh, before we pray, I want it to be some three lessons that we can learn from, from this passage of Ezekiel. The first one is that for healing to take place, in order for healing to take place, we must depend on the Lord, as John 3.14 says. If you want something to happen in your life, if you want healing to happen in your life, if you want God to do something in your life, a breakthrough to open in your life, for God to open the door in your life, you must learn, you must learn to depend on the Lord, period. You must depend on the Lord. The second point is only God has the power to resuscitate our spiritual barrenness. No effort. When we depend on the Lord, he has the power to resuscitate up, us up from our spiritual barrenness. As Ezekiel chapter 37 says, 
when Ezekiel said, Lord, only you, God, knows. And lastly, verse 3 says, God, the three points says that God's word shall work for us if we heed to his command. If Ezekiel has rejected the command of the Lord to prophesy to these bones, then he would have not seen God's glory resurrecting or speaking about the life of his people. So we must, we must, we must, uh, for God's work shall, uh, God's word shall work for us, for God's work to work for our lives, we must heed to the command. We must follow God's command. We must be obedient to the command of the Lord if we want God's word uh, 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 to see things happen in our life as God has declared in his word. So this moment, I want to end by asking us to be on our feet, please. If you can stand on your feet, if you're able to. And I want to challenge you. Is there something that you feel that you have just given up? Is there something that you have been trying and praying and crying out to the Lord and, and maybe you forget, you say, well, ah, this is not going to work, and you gave up? Is there anything that you have given up? Is there anyone, any family member you've been trying and crying and praying and asking God to change that person? I want us to pray this moment. And I want you to, you, to indicate and you come forward so that we shall, we shall pray together. Corporate prayer, I believe in the power of corporate prayer. Is there anyone here who has never given the life to Jesus Christ? Because we may say all these things and talk about prayer and trust in the Lord, but if you have never had an encounter with the Lord, no matter what you do, it will not work because God does not recognize you. Anybody who has not given the life to Christ and want to give their life to Christ? And the third category that I want us to pray for is, is there anybody who wants to be part of this wonderful church family? I give this time, just walk forward. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Let us pray. Dear Father God, you have spoken. We have listened. Holy Spirit, empower us to act on your word. We have so many weaknesses and so many limitations because God, we are just wired that way. And there is nothing that we can do by our own self, by our own power, by our own help. That's why we need you. Come and take total control over our lives and direct us in the rightful path. Continue to bless our church as we go through this period of prayer and fasting. Lord, we're crying for revival, for the explosion in a very big way to occur in this Lexington. May you bless us and may you take us back home safely, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.